All right, and welcome my life map followers. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today on my second episode with a very special guest to my heart, Sheikh Mohammed Athani. And um, today we're going to be talking about his element that he found on his journey and human leadership. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Mohammed. So I'm going to be going with Mo today, given that this is what your friends call you, and I consider myself to be one of your friends. And thank you very much for yani, allowing me into this amazing circle of friendship. And um, let, I'm going to start off right away. And during your last interview, you had mentioned that on your climb, your first climb, you found what you called your element. Tell me about that element. Um, just for the audience to know that, um, yeah, I'm a mountain climber. Yeah. <laughs> the approach, that was not something I was supposed to do, but yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I've been climbing mountains for the, over uh, 10 years now. And um, before climbing uh, mountains, I was al always an adventurous uh, human, and I'd love to push myself out of my comfort zones. But uh, little did I know uh, where the comfort zone is, you know, because you, you really think that you're pushing your comfort zone until you figure out that you're not. Um, until I went on my first ever trek to Everest Base Camp in uh, 2009. Um, and during that trek, uh, I was slapped by reality, uh, figuring out that uh, like well, what, well, that we were like very comfortable in our lives. Uh, we're very comfortable having a bed to sleep in, uh, clean water to drink, uh, food, uh, education, uh, entertainment, um, like anything you think of, we we have and we take it for granted in front of us until stripped away from you and then when then you know what you're actually made of. So uh, uh, when all of these things were stripped away going to Everest Base Camp, and back then you didn't have even like phone signals, you had no nothing, it was just us in the mountain. And uh, there is where I found uh, life. Uh, that's where I found my life map. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> or I figured out, or maybe better, I figured out that there's a life map, that, that, that the life map actually exists. So, uh, uh, yeah, so, so uh, when I say my element uh, is in the mountains, it's basically, I mean, the element, because I, I feel connected to the surroundings, with the, whether it was the trees, the rocks, the air, the snow, uh, whatever, uh, whatever it is, it, uh, you just get super connected, bec uh, not because it's not here in our daily uh, lives, but just because it's uh, becoming shadowed uh, in our with the noise uh, on our everyday life, uh, just like uh, uh, when you go out to the desert and look at the stars, you can see so many stars, but when you're in the city, you can't see them. It's not that the stars don't exist; it's just there's so much light that you can't see the stars, and uh, that's what happens in our daily lives. That we are so clouded by our daily lives that we don't see. Uh, what we are made of, uh, and we're not in our element. Uh, that's why um, I always enjoy going um, out of the big cities and the hustle and bustle and just go be alone or with friends or uh, take a group or whatever the reason is, but just to disconnect. So 
you still do those climbs. You're constantly on the lookout for. Yeah, I'm waiting next. for you to join. So, <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, like after I watched your documentaries, I was like asking myself, am I too comfortable with my life? Because, like, one, in one of the one of the segments in the documentary, you actually ran for your life. There was there was a part where the whole group was running from I think a snow slide or something that, that happened, and I was like. Well, literally, there was, it was, as you said, life. Yeah. There was nothing else. There was just life, and you were running for your life. Um, and thank you for this introduction, but I want to bring that to our topic today. Sheikh Mohammed that went up to the mountain and now is known as Mo, what did he leave behind? What did he go up with? And what did he leave behind and come down with? Yeah, it's just like traveling with two suitcases and then coming back with a backpack. Oh, wow. <laughs> How good is that? That's a very heavy baggage. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what? So give me a bit of more detail, if you don't mind, <laughs> about those two bags that you left behind. Uh, let's say, look, uh, there are a lot of things that the mountain teaches you. The first thing the mountain teaches you is uh, letting go of your ego. Because there's no space for egos in the mountain. Because if you have a huge ego, okay, the mountain has a bigger ego. <laughs> okay? It's going to crush you. And you're going to realize that, you know, be humble. Uh, because you have to respect. You have to respect the mountain. You have to respect people in the mountain. Uh, I think that's one thing that... that you leave behind is, is uh, if you have your ego, um, and there's many learnings that that, uh, that I also spoke about in my per previous interview, but um, I'll, I'll repeat them again. Uh, is but uh, and I, I, I do it in my life, so it, it's 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 like uh, seven teachings of the of the mountains, but uh, for me it's my like seven life lessons. Uh, basically, I don't do anything without passion. Sorry, before passion, there's a purpose. For me, if you know your purpose, then that's why I skip to uh, passion. passion. But it's, the first thing is find your purpose, okay? And after finding your purpose, do it with passion. Because if there's no heart in it, then why do it? And then you have to be persistent. You have to keep fighting again and again and again to make it happen. And you have to believe in what you do. If you don't believe in what you're doing, then why do it at all? And then there's uh, acceptance or appreciation. You have to appreciate uh, when you actually uh, made it. And uh, of course, uh, being humble. Because if, you, if, if, if you're not humble about it, then, and it's not on, it's usually um, uh, setting up a company or uh, we're talking about leadership today, like, uh, when you're at the top, or uh, being at the top is, is relative, but let's say if you if if, you, if uh, between quotations you made it, it's not you who made it. It's everyone who helped you reach there. Whether they were working with you or or, or helped you in a way, it's not it's never a one man show, you know. So uh, yeah, I love that. And given that you started off with uh, leadership, so. We've been through a lot in the past 
year and a half or two years, and I think we've all realized, or in some way, if we did enough reflection, we've all realized that, yeah, like the titles will not save you when things go wrong and things that you don't have control over. And like, um, there is a lot more in life that you don't have control over and nothing will save you but yourself. The more reflective you are and the more humble you are. Um, but let's come, let's come to you. And this was on the 23rd of March. I sent you a message on Instagram. Um, introducing myself, introducing what I do, um, telling you I would love to meet up, have a conversation. And in all honesty, I did not see you responding back. It took you an hour and a half. And I found a response from you. Not with a message, as I sent you, but with a voice note telling me that you'd love to meet and sharing your, sharing your number with me. And the reason why I sent you that message on that day was because I started to see how you're treating your people during those tough times. And allow me to start off with a surprise question. Um, how many people did you decide to let go of with the reason of it's COVID? Zero. None? Zero. Tell me about that. Because, I'm sorry, the numbers are off the chart for people who are, who are told, listen, it's COVID, you gotta go. Why zero? Like you, I'm sorry, but you, at least like we're talking about Doha, you own and you work with two of the industries that were majorly hit due to COVID, which need people to be present. And um, okay, let's take a step back. Uh, we had two lockdowns yes. in my businesses, and I and I have to understand that my I have uh, in Doha I have two businesses, uh, uh, two industries. One is in the fitness industry, and one in the F and B industry, and uh, both of them uh, got affected severely with COVID, especially with closures of. Uh, the first lockdown and the second one, we, we, we uh, like all my businesses closed. Uh, I did not let go of anyone. However, I give everyone options. Uh, basically, you either have a win-win uh, or lose-lose. Okay, and I was I, I was I was trying to strategize a way. How can I make how can I make the best of not losing my team, but at the same time not lose my business either. Because you could lose your business as well. Like I could, if you support everyone, then so I, so I so I just had to be creative in, in, in finding resources. How can the staff support themselves, and how much I can support, and then I give everyone an option. If someone wants to leave, they can leave. But if someone wants to hold on, then there's an option. Right. And. How, how did that turn out when you placed the uh, options in front of people? The first time, disaster. I lost my whole team. <laughs> well, are, you, are you fine to share that? Yes, yes. yes. I, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, the first COVID, it was, it was unexpected. Uh, no one knew uh, what happened, uh, how long it will take. Uh, I lost my whole team in... in, in, in Let's say uh, in, in, in the in the gym, right. but not not in the F and B uh, sector. Sector. Uh, the F and B actually, I, I didn't lose anyone, um, but uh, in the in the in the, uh, the gym I did. Uh, unfortunately, um, 
it's not because they did not find opportunity, but they found opportunity outside. outside. What happened was gyms closed for what, three months? Almost, yes. yeah, three months, and they had to make a living. So, uh, so most trainers uh, found uh, um, clients outside, went to people's homes, and in Doha, uh, many people have their home gyms, and they started training there. And then when the gyms opened back again, they were happy uh, to continue uh, working in, in, uh, in uh, their home. Uh, like no, no, to, to yeah, to to uh, PT at uh, um, externally, and uh, yeah, that's what happened to the gym. However, in the in the restaurant, it was it was uh, uh, actually the restaurant just opened. Like we closed down the first time two months after we opened. Oh wow! Yeah, so so we had we uh, so we opened two months. We had to close again, and then open with huge restrictions at the beginning, um, and then easing back to now. Allow me to maybe dig a bit deeper. How did that make you feel as a leader who placed options for people to either stick around or to leave? Uh, so how did, how did it feel in both cases? In the cases where people did stick around and in the cases where people chose not to? Uh, from where I'm sitting is um, I just want to make sure that everyone has a roof over their head and can eat. Uh, you know, who can... Who can you know, I, I, there's a lot of people that depend on the business, and I feel responsible uh, on their livelihood, especially if they're um, like we live. It's an option for them. Uh, some people have different. You know, each one has different uh, backgrounds, uh, circumstances. Some people can go back to something. So each one has to evaluate their own uh, choices. But but for myself, I had to I had to make sure that I, everyone has a fair uh, chance, uh, especially in the first lockdown. But then the the second one, we were more prepared. So in the second one. I did not lose any trainer. It's the opposite. I had more, uh, and uh, many joined because of how we 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 we, Strategy. we started. And I gave everyone options, so all trainers had different options. And because I, um, I had I, I had time to think about it, and that actually was the exact same time when you contacted me. Absolutely. Uh, it took me one day, and I already had the plans in, in place. It just needs to be implemented, and I gave them three options: Do you want to do your own thing and come back later? You have that option. If you want to use, like, you want to, like, uh, um, I gave him actually three options. That I, I don't want to give all my secrets out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you totally respect it, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's uh, I actually have a surprise for you that I will share for you in a while. And you have the, you have the freedom to let me know if I can share that in my, in my uh, video or not. But I will share it with you in confidence at the beginning. Um, but from a leader perspective, How do you see yourself differentiating in terms of not disconnecting your human side? Because you spoke about a win-win or a lose-lose. You didn't talk about a win-lose. So you were not in it for you to win and for the rest to lose, even though you have the absolute right because it's a business. And you said you have a purpose behind it, you have a passion to drive it. But what is the differentiation today where we see people using COVID as an excuse to basically bring people's lives down in a day and a night versus someone that sat down and strategized and thought, what, what do you think differentiates people? Sorry, I didn't get your question. So what differentiates someone who decided, like yourself, to sit down and strategize, to think, what can I do to get to a win-win? And someone who chose to, hey, listen, I'm going to let you go at this point because you're not serving me. 
and maybe choose to hire someone with less pay or choose an easier option where there is a win-lose versus yourself who sat down and thought, what are my options to win-win and what are my options to lose-lose? For me, it was an easy decision because I work hard on my team. It's like uh, my team is my family. And uh, do you let go of family when, when things go hard? No. I, I don't. And uh, for me, for when I'm sitting, is I make sure that everyone is on the same boat, you know? Like, like look, uh, let's say, let's talk about altitude. Yes. It's a family, and it's a crazy family. Yes. Okay? I love to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy family. And how does it work? I don't know. <laughs> but but, but I, have, I have amazing personalities, each and every one of the trainers there is, is unique in terms of their personality and it works together it works very well uh, so so of course like just like in the family you'll have the funny one and then you'll have the strong one and then you'll have the you know it's, it's, it's just the same thing and everyone's different but it's a family at the end yeah. and uh, families usually are, uh, are together because they have core values you know what, what brings a family together their values right yes. and it stems from where from the head of the family, whoever it is, yeah. and and uh, uh, it's the same thing with altitude. It's it's, it's a family, and uh, and we, we all share the same passion. You know, we all want to change lives, and yeah. everyone in altitude is there to change people's lives. And for me to to let go of someone just because it became harder, that means I need to work double late, double later to get someone as good as good, and also back to train them again. You know. And usually it takes a long time for a trainer to actually get established and, and for people to know and people to, to, and to get their, um, their client base and etc. So, uh, so for me, like letting go of, of my, my team is not, was not an option, but I just, I just, you just need to find a way to make it work. And you just need to stick, take a step back and work and think about it. And if today someone doesn't have any contingency plan, there's another lockdown, they're not doing their job because every leader, let's say, or business leader or business owner, yeah. have to take measures. What do we do if we have another lockdown? God forbid. I'm not saying that it will be, yeah. but, but, but like um, a few years ago, like two years ago, we would have, like, we would never ever could imagine something like this happening. Absolutely. But we thought of other things, right? What happens if like... Depression happens in the market. Uh, not only depression, but... Uh, um, whatever, like um, if you're if you're in the U.S. for example, somewhere that's really cold, you'll know if it if it snows a lot, you'll take a day off. Yeah. If uh, this happens, then you'll do this. But how can you calculate a lockdown or or, or a uh, pandemic? You know, not in yeah. our lifetime. So so now, like if it happens again, we just have to put the measures back up. It's done. Everyone knows what they're doing. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, for example, an altitude, if it happens again, they know, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll and at the end of the day, it's, it's a, we're all in the same boat, you know? Absolutely. And I love the fact that you spoke about the values, because, again, like today the message I think that we're trying to bring, we're not, we're, and at no point we're here trying to tell people what to do, how to do things, but I'm here to learn from you, uh, Mo, and I'm here to try and understand what, it, what does it take for someone to take that stand of, thinking of a win-win rather than a win-lose. And values play a big role. And unfortunately, most of the time, what values are, they're just words on the wall or just words in books and handbooks. But it's more than that. It's, as you said, it's, 
it's your drive. It's 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 what it's your compass towards driving your passion in the right direction. And when there is misalignment, um, that's where things go wrong, right? And how critical it is for you that people understand the values that drive you and your businesses today. Cool. What do you mean by people? People who work with you. How critical is it for them to understand? My vision? Yes. Um, actually, it's the other way around. Like Everyone who works on my team are exactly aligned with my vision in, in, a, in a certain way. Like every trainer at either sweat or altitude is there to change people's lives. Their, their, their number one drive is seeing people change. Okay, and that is exactly my, uh, my, my purpose in life, which is inspiring others to reach their dreams. So, um, for example, in the restaurants, yeah, I think you know better. It's like I your home place. Yes, you it, know? Is, it is my office. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're having a bad day, just go there, right? Yes. It's full of high energy. And it's, it's chosen. It's, it's not by chance. It's not by chance everyone there is high energy. It's not by chance everyone there is friendly and, and approachable. And, and it's, 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 everyone is hand-picked. And, uh, and I think that's the core way of doing business. Tell me about, if you're, if you're okay to give that one up, tell me about the habit. There are recruitment drives, there are mass recruitments, there are massive turnovers that we see because people just discover suddenly that this is not the fit. However, as you said, me using Twisted Olive as my workspace, my rest space, my chill space, my brainstorming space. It's literally my first even, not my second. It's you my have first your office. You have your mug. I have my mug over there. <laughs> my life map mug is right over there. Um, like, how, how, I don't know, I'm not able to put this in words, but how, how do, how do you arrive to that? No, that, that takes too much work. Like, it's, like there are a thousand restaurants, but there is a reason why when we enter into that place, we find the energy, we find people, people love it. Like your staff, they love it. Like they work from saying. their heart. What I'm saying is if you, if it's not a job for them, they're, they're, if you ask any of them, they really enjoy what they do. Okay, they really, like Zoe, for example, she really, really, really oh God, yes. enjoys spreading happiness wherever she goes. So, so, so it's, it's her purpose in life. And if you align yourself knowing that your team is exactly on the same page as you, and that's where the trick is. And she but how do I do it? I can't say. I, oh, yeah, I, that, that's the thing. That's where I was trying to go, but you, you caught me there, okay? So now I'm not going to go, to go into it. Um, but let me then maybe touch base on something that's very close to my heart, which is, which is the emotional connection and how we try to separate. Unfortunately, again, in our community, emotions are viewed as a weakness. Um, how do you view emotions in what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, given that you say you drive from a place of purpose and passion? Do emotions to you act as a weakness or as a strength? I think it depends on the emotion. Uh, some, some of them uh, are my weaknesses and some of them are my strengths. And uh, acknowledging and knowing which is which is, is very important. Yeah. 
and uh, I think uh, knowing that actually which uh, how to know what you're feeling I think is the most important thing from just uh, some of our talks between talks. me and you Absolutely. Uh, recognizing your emotion is the, is the first thing because many of the many uh, many times we will be feeling an emotion but we're thinking we're feeling something else when it's actually something else Absolutely. so realizing is, is, is very important and what to do with it that's a different that's a different ball game. That's a different ball game. So, so you believe that emotions do drive our behaviors and they play a big role in our success, or for sure. Okay, love that. Hear that, people. Okay. So, if I'm going to ask you today, uh, Mo, and from your trips and from your different interactions with the people, and given everything that you do is about changing people's lives, yeah. If there is one message that I would ask you today that you would send to business owners in Qatar and I'm gonna just keep this towards Qatar for now and the youth given that I work with a lot of graduates fresh graduates from universities my, my, my heart and soul is in national development because I believe there's too much capability in the country but let's start with the leaders, business leaders, today. If there is one message you would want to send out to them. Is it one message for everyone? Okay. Drive it as you like. Okay. You want to you wanna, you wanna drive it in different directions? No, no, one's around. fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Always in life, we get chances. And uh, my message is very simple. And when you have the shot, take the shot and when you do make the shot let others take the shot wow I love that thank you okay and now to the youth the same message for everyone same message always when you have the shot take the shot so I want to ask you a question. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> we'll That's the first. Okay. I'll, see, I'll see if you take the shot or not. Go ahead. I was thinking of going to a Kilimanjaro trip for so long. And everyone's been pushing me to do this trip. I'll do it if you take the shot. And come with you? And come. February. Coming February? Yeah. So I got two months to prep? Two months. Climb Kilimanjaro. Hmm. Okay. You take the shot? I'll take the shot. I'll shake on it. <laughs> Done. Oh my god, I did not know this was coming. Okay. Mom, I love you. <laughs> Joe, you're sweating. I am actually sweating because I did not see this one coming. I did not see it coming. No, no, look, here is the thing. Um, I would lie if I say it did not cross my mind. And as a lot of things since the day we met Mo um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to bring this out like the first day we met and when we finished our sit down and you were writing things down you were taking notes and you looked at me and you were like how can I help without me asking without me requesting anything you made me pause for a second not because um, I was thinking of how you can help because for me those four words deserved a bit of reflection because they meant a lot. And 
my answer to you, you're, you already are by giving me your time, by giving me your presence. And since then, you haven't, every time I request for those, you have not refused by any means to give me neither your time, and proof is here you are with me today. Um, giving me your time, giving me your, um, your presence and your experience. And throughout the journey, what you've been doing is, you've been dropping bombs, and when you just said, take the shot now, I felt you were talking right to my soul. Okay? And for that, I wanted to thank you. Because it means the world to me, honestly. Like, those four words were like, oh my God, someone is actually asking how can they help. Because sometimes people think, oh, it's cheesy or it's weird, or if they need help, they will ask. But not everyone realizes it's fine to ask for help. And you've given me that platform, you've given me that presence, and for that, I thank you. And um, I'm going to close off. I actually wanted to ask you if there is one message to my life map today, a message for my life map to grow, and a message for my life map to continue doing, what would those two messages be? Well, in the just like the last few months that we've been working together, I've seen my life map grow so much. Uh, if I have a message for my life map, is to continue inspiring and believing in people and helping people reach their potential the way you are doing. And um, I really hope uh, you find um, the support needed everywhere you go. If there is one thing that you would want me to do better, what would that be? One thing you'll do better. One thing you want me to do better or to do differently, what would that be? Oh. The Versa Climber, man, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> man, you got like the lowest mark I've ever seen. I did, right? Oh my god, that was the worst mark. Like 1,900. I felt so weird. I was like, I'm covering the screen. I don't want anyone to see it. Okay, but that needs to improve, though, for Kilimanjaro, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. I will. Because, honestly, here's the thing. Like, the growth is not just within my word, but I think growing my health, growing, and like for the past like few months, I've been through a lot, and you know, um, but here I am today, hosting you. It's my pleasure to have you here today. But I need you to know that this is very important for me, for you to realize that I'm here today because you played a big role. You were the first switch with your four words of how can I help, believing in me, Allow me to run an event for your team at Altitude, which was one of the best events I've ever done in my life, because you said they're crazy in their own way. Um, but that was the start for me. Uh, thank you for that. But I don't think I should take the credit for that, because the spark was always inside of you. All what I did was just a small light. That was it. That was it. Um, so before we close, for the past couple of days I've been running after some of your team members. And I collected some messages that they would love to send you. So whoever was able to send it in time, they did. And the rest would love to, but I told them maybe at another opportunity. But I would love you to maybe watch what messages they have for you. And then we'll see if you'd like to incorporate this in the podcast. 
Hi Sheikh, hi, how are you? I uh, just wanted to tell you thank you so much for having uh, a part of the family, Twisted Olive, and you're the best, thank you so much. Uh, the journey has been amazing, it's been good to learn from you as an entrepreneur and uh, all I can say to you is that uh, keep soaring, keep going, don't stop, the grind is on and uh, all the best and uh, I hope to do a lot and to learn a lot from you. Thank, Thank you very much. Emma, I've just been asked to share a few words about how I've inspired you to become the leader you are today. Um, <laughs> Just joking, uh, but for real, uh, you are an inspiration, and it shows by it shows in the way your team bring the amount of passion they do to each one of your projects. You can really feel feel it in the team. Every team feels like a family, and it's all because of the mentality and the passion that you bring to your projects and the way you treat people as human beings. And it's been a real pleasure to learn this from you and it's made me push myself to become a better person and i hope to learn a lot more from you in the future so yeah all the best peace man mo i want to take this opportunity right now to say a massive massive thank you for inviting me here to doha this beautiful city this beautiful country to work with you alongside you in building an amazing business an amazing brand to learn from somebody who's always elevating themselves to be better than they were yesterday, to elevate those around them. I'm grateful. Hey Mo. Thank you so much for being the absolute best boss anyone could ask for. We are so grateful to have the opportunities that you've given us both at Altitude and at Sweat. It's always an incredible vibe. It's always so amazing to talk to you and get your feedback. And it's just such a blessing to be able to work with someone with such passion, with such purpose, and with such an amazing vision. You inspire us, you're an awesome role model, and thank you again for being you. I'm so grateful that the universe crossed our paths, and ever since then, it's an honor knowing you. You are a true inspiration to so many people around you, including myself. You lead by example, and you radiate that amazing energy that you have, that amazing good energy that you have to everyone around you, and you put a smile on everyone's face. Uh, the most important thing is that you dream big and the amazing part is that you take others with you. You share your dreams to, with others and that's so rare to find. You are an amazing human, you are an amazing soul and it's a true honor to know you and keep inspiring and making your dreams come true. Okay, I will tell him. you are taking video now. I actually started there. I want to tell him. Yes. No, I would tell him. Yes. Thank you for coming to my life and help me, advise me, teach me things, and sharing everything with me. You are not a boss, and you know that. You are a friend. You are somebody. Somebody said people are coming for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. You are for a lifetime. Even if I get older, <laughs> even I'm not here, you're always here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought I wanted to. Uh, this was amazing. She, she, she uh, 